I'm Ashley. I'm Valencia, and we're self-misguided. So today's episode is going to be the things we've changed our mind on. How often do you think you change your mind? I mean, daily. <laughs> oh yeah, like little things <laughs> but all the time. Big decisions are just... I hate committing to plans in advance. <laughs> I know. Like, because I change my mind so many times. But no, we're going to dive into like bigger things we've changed yeah. our minds on. Because if we haven't changed our minds in the last 10 or 15 years, we've learned nothing. Yeah. Like, change is growth. Like, it is okay to change your stance, no matter what it is. Whether it's... So, some of the topics we're going to discuss today, parenting, marriage, relationships, friendships, work. But even if there are other big things, like, right now, I think in today's climate, like, if you are so identified with one political party that you feel unable to change your mind, you're probably hindering your growth. Change your mind on fitness, change your mind on nutrition, change your mind on your career. You should be allowed and you should do what feels right to you. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I think we're going to start with parenting decisions we've changed our mind on. Um, Valencia, you definitely have the biggest one here. Do you want to talk about the biggest parenting decision you've changed your mind on? Absolutely. I am still shocked by it, honestly, because whenever... I would, I decided and, or we decided, and I would tell people that I could see the look on their face like, really? You? Me. (laughs) (laughs) And that is to homeschool our children. And the reason why it's so shocking, you can ask anybody, like, it's just not something that I ever really pictured myself doing because I never knew any homeschool people whenever I was growing up. I went to public school and I had no problems with public school whatsoever. And my husband's family, a majority of them were homeschooled. So it wasn't until I got married that I really got kind of like a look into that kind of life and like their experiences and stuff. And so, of course, this decision came around like, I was like last year. And so my kids were three and one. <laughs> and that's a really hard time, or at least it was for me because they were so energetic. They were so needy and it was just... It was a lot. My husband was traveling, and so initially I was like, well, I don't think so. There's, I don't know how I could handle it. I don't, there's no way. Thinking in that time frame, like, when my kids are crazy, there was just, of course, there's no way I could think, and I was kind of, I went through a little bit of, like, a mental health crisis. Not, like, too big, but it was, it was pretty big for me to go Do through. Not minimize your struggle. <laughs> well, it, I'm really glad that we worked so hard and come through all of that. And on the other side of that, we thought about it again. It came up again. And of course I was in a way better headspace. My kids were not, I don't want to say way better. They were just, they were older. And of course, like In my mind, I was thinking, well, of course, they're going to be older when we start. Like, it's going to be completely different than it is now. And I couldn't see it like that whenever I initially thought about it. But I also, my husband is amazing. And he's like, of course, it's your decision because you're going to be the one doing it. And so when I thought about it, I thought about it a lot. I talked to a lot of people. I did a lot of research. I looked up the laws. I looked up all the stuff I would have to do. And I got a lot of different opinions and advice on it because... Some of the things I got were, well, a lot of people didn't have very good relationships with their parents now because of that, or at least they think it's because of that. And of course, that freaked me out at first. And so a lot of them, a lot of the things I heard were completely opposite of that too. And it was a really great experience. And 
I think, of course, it could go either way or it could go a completely different way than anybody else's experience. But ultimately, I was like, mm, I don't know, because I always thought I'd be a career woman. I thought I would, I would, you know, build and grow in a career. Of course, I have no idea what that would be. I have several options, but... So I, was, I told my husband, I was like, I really just don't think so. And that's when he was like, well, I th- I'd really prefer you to consider it more because I'd prefer them to be homeschooled. And I was like, now you're going to tell me that. <laughs> I made it my mind. You well, said it's my choice. And that's, of course, where you say I have the right to, res- I, the right to change my mind because um, I thought about it more. And I thought about different aspects of it after he said that because, of course, I value his opinion and he... He is such a information gatherer. Like, he he wanted to know exactly what I knew about it. He wanted to do more research. He wanted to talk about it together. And he wanted to offer any support that he could, of course. And I thought that was really great. And so, we, you know, he... I thought about it some more. I gave it a lot more time. And, of course, we had plenty of time because they were still toddlers. And so, it just... The more I thought about it, the more pros about it came about and I was like and then I thought about not doing it and that made me sad so there's a lot of reasons to do it there's also a lot of reasons that you don't have to do it but ultimately the pros won I remember when you were like going back and forth about it and like one of the major things is obviously like all the school shootings we see I remember when Alan said that, like, it was your choice. You're like, I feel like if I choose not to homeschool and something happens, it's going to be my responsibility. Yeah. And I think that's, like, one of the things that has always been, like, kind of addressing, like, the mental load of motherhood. Yep. Um, Either way, I could... I could. There's, like, two sides to look at that, too, because I did feel that so hard. And, of course, he tells me, like, of course that wouldn't be your, your fault, you know, but... To not have that control to know how my kids are doing. It was my choice to send them to public yeah. school. Which, like... But also, if I homeschool them and it doesn't really work or, like, I yeah. fail completely, that would also feel like it's on me. I think that's how, like... I think that's just, like, the nature of motherhood. It's, yeah. like, it... Again, it goes back to the mental load of, like, motherhood. Um, no, I remember when you were going through this and I think, like, I think you'll be so much happier that you went this route, even if you just do it for a few years or if you do it for, like, the entire time, I think you'll be really happy you went this route with it. Um, We've always decided, like, and obviously Theodore's still, like, so little, we've decided to, like, do private school. Yeah. And that's something, like, we started saving for right away. (laughs) Because it's not cheap. Yeah. So that's your big one. Do you want to talk about maybe some, like, of your smaller parenting ones? Because I've not been a parent near as long as you have, so I have very, very few. So I have one that I always think of whenever I think of stuff like this. And I remember when I was pregnant with Jack. And you, it's, like, a big topic about co-sleeping and stuff like that. And I remember telling <laughs> Alan, that baby will never be in our bed. He'll Me. always be in his own bed. He'll never be in our bed. Guess who slept in our bed for, like, a majority of his, like, babiness? Jack did. See, that's actually, I was the same way. Like, the baby will never sleep with us, but Theodore's probably slept with us maybe 10, may, and that's a stretch. And, like, it's never been for the full night. It was always been for, like, if he woke up at 4 a.m. or, like, I fell asleep, putting him to sleep, and then I put him in his bed, like, an hour yeah. later. He's never slept the full night with yeah. us. 
And it does. Like, I can't sleep. It gives me so much anxiety. I don't... I felt better with him in the bed. He wasn't always in the bed. Like, we always had a pack and play in our room, and we'd try to lay him down, and then I'd be so tired in the middle of the night. I'm like, you're just going to cuddle me. And then we eventually put his crib in our room, and so he was just, like, on and off. And then whenever we started traveling and he was a toddler, he just slept in there. See, I am waiting for him to, like... This is, like, one of the few things I'm waiting for him to grow up for. I want him to sleep with us, but I do want to wait till he's, like, two when it's, like, safest. Um, Can you just, like, picture him with his, like, binky? Well, I guess he doesn't really take a no. binky, but, like, waddling in here with his little blankie. I and, sleep like, with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, like, I'm, I'm begging for that moment. But I think that's, like, a thing that I don't feel like it's fair, <laughs> fair for me to have an input on because Theodore wasn't a bad sleeper. Not right. bad. Like, but, you know, he slept through... He was six weeks old, and he was only waking once between 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. Yeah, that definitely has something to do with the decision, because Jack woke up every two hours for, like, three months. No, after we made it through, so, like, the first two weeks, he was, like, a newborn. He was, like, wild. No, schedule. Probably three or four weeks in, he was getting up maybe two or three times a night, and then by six weeks, he was sleeping through the night for the most part. Sometimes he'd wake up at 10 before we went to bed, but then it was like, we were usually only waking up once, maybe twice, and then I think he was like 9 or 10 weeks old, and it was 6 hours, bottle, 3 to 4 hours. That's amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, by the best. time, what, no, it, it had to be 8 weeks? No, it had to be 6 weeks, because he was doing that when Ryan went back from paternity leave. I thought he had like 12 weeks. He will the next baby. That's oh. when I think he'll had six or eight. I cannot remember if it was six or eight, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. But yeah, he, uh, when Ryan went back, because he was on nights, I was only waking once to feed the baby. And then he was n- not even quite three months old when he started sleeping through the night. I love that for you. So I don't, it's not fair for me to say, of course, look, look at me. I didn't go sleep because <laughs> I wasn't fighting for my life at 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's also, I here to tell you, your first and second kid can be completely opposite. I was totally prepared to have Charlotte in bed. She slept in our bed the first night. She will. She would not sleep in our bed after that. And she still, I mean, she does a little bit more now because she's two and she wakes up and... If it takes me longer than ten minutes to put him back to sleep, that's when he comes <laughs> into my bed. So I guess, like... Charlotte, would, she would not. She refused to sleep in our bed. She was always in her own bed. And it's just, I, I was kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> Those baby cuddles are the best and, you know... It's fine. We try to do a lot of contact napping, but usually I'm awake the entire time while he's still. I'm fighting to stay awake whenever I'm like, anytime they want to lay on me. It's something about any kid laying on me, I could fall asleep. No, we could be laying in here and I can't even go to sleep. He's just all snuggling next to mom. (laughs) Yeah, we did. That was like, we had a similar view, and I want to say I've loosened up, but like, so, like, if, if, he is in the bed. I won't let Ryan cuddle me. I like the covers are down at the bottom, like so. Like he's he can't roll over onto a yeah. pillow, like that kind of stuff. Like it's I still try to make it because like there's something called safe sleep seven, which is the seven rules to safely co sleep. Oh, and so I do try to abide by those whenever I do, mm-hmm. even if I like. And so like, it's kind of that's like one of the difficult things. It'll be like four a.m. because when he went through that bout where he was like having trouble sleeping, yeah. it was four a.m. And I bring him in here, and now I'm trying to get the bed ready to safely co-sleep, and Ryan is like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> just like a whole nother step to your nighttime routine sometimes. Yeah, well, that's like the thing is, 
I'll have to sleep in a long sleeve shirt then because if I don't have the covers, my arms are frozen. Oh yeah. So. So I've got one that you probably didn't. You probably don't even know. So we didn't originally plan on baby led weaning. We started him on like the the purees and stuff. I think Alan mentioned that at one point. I was I never even heard of it until I heard about it, and in, as soon as I heard about it, immediately I changed my mind. I was like, "We're because we, you know, you start purees and stuff for like four months as soon as you they seem ready." And so we did. And I was buying all these baby food. And it, Alan was one of those people. He's like, I have to try it before I give it to him. Because I'm not going to give him something that I wouldn't eat. He's and I was so like, you would eat anything. That's not, But, like, baby's taste buds are so different yeah. than ours. And it was actually... I have so many videos of him trying, like, the green ones he hated. Carrots he... I actually don't remember if he liked or hated the carrots. But... And then as soon as I heard about it, I don't even remember how I heard about it. I immediately stopped because the rules were at that time. They're different now. Oh, yeah. that was I remember us talking about that. And the rules were at the time you don't give them anything before six months. And they have, like, a couple requirements. But So I immediately stopped and waited another, like, month. So this is, like, where using common sense has been drowned out by internet knowledge because we did baby led weaning. But we did purees too. So a lot of the old logic between not giving your baby purees is they're not going to know how to chew food because they're just <laughs> teaching them to swallow. How do you think they drink milk? How do you, like, what do you think they're doing when they're drinking formula? That's literally like a first time mom thing. I was like, all right, I'm just going to follow what the internet says. No, but I think that's so, like, I think it's just one of those things where, like, you have these thoughts, but because you're new at it, you're like, well, surely they know more than me. For Listen, sure. if you say anything with enough confidence, people are going to believe Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Sometimes I lie for fun. <laughs> I say it with force. I say it with confidence. I, I will had... believe anything you say, though, is the thing. Like, you could <laughs> get me so good. Well, that's I had this friend one time who, well, I guess he's like a friend of a friend, and it was about turtles, and he was, like, trying to say, like, oh, we, we don't have any turtles that can survive in water around here. Like, and he was, like, saying it right, and he was, like, he graduated with, like, an ag degree. <laughs> so it was like, oh, he must be, he lived on a farm. Everyone knows what he's talking about. So... I were leaving later and I'm talking and they're like, talk about this. I was like, you guys know that's total bullshit, right? I was like, you've been to the falls. You know there are turtles in water. Like, you know. But they, like, no one questioned him in that moment because he said, like, he, he didn't say it with a doubt in his voice. So, like, oh, we, what we've seen with our own eyes must be wrong. It's like, <laughs> so I think that's, like, part of it is, like, when you hear the rules and you, like, start critically thinking about them, you're like, that's bullshit. <laughs> and let me let me be the first to tell you that if you don't give your babies purees because you're worried it'll affect baby led weaning, change their taste, blah, 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 it doesn't. Um, and your baby's going to do whatever they want. Yeah. Like, your baby is going to do whatever they want. They're going to eat whatever they want. And you have very, very little control over that. And then at four, all of our kids are going to be eating chicken nuggets off the floor, so it doesn't matter. That hurts so bad. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. But it's okay. Uh, tonight, I gave him, like, a whole chicken nugget because he's experimenting with taking bites out of yeah. things. He takes a bite, gives Samson a bite, then goes to take a second bite. So Samson doesn't take, like, the whole thing? He literally takes a bite? Uh, for Theodore, he did. <laughs> if it were me, he would have taken a bite out of my hand. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I allow a lot of things to occur in this house. I am not going to allow you to share a chicken nugget with our dog. 
Ethan's so sweet, though, that he wants oh. to share with him. Oh, it's like he, him, like, he gives both of them, both the cat and the dog, food to eat. Yeah, but I remember, I remember, like, you can't do purees with that. You're not yeah. supposed to do, when I, I was like, no, nah, I was like, I was like, and then I was like, I kind of, I think I said that. I was like, well, are you, like, worried they're not going to know, like, because they drink milk right now. Like, they know how to swallow. <laughs> I swear, it was like one of the, you were probably kind of scared to say it. it. was like one of the first things you're like, Val, please stop. Just think about it first. You were so nice about it, though. <laughs> and now you're like, who were you? And I, was, I went home and I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't say anything to her now because I'm so worried it's not going to be dumb. <laughs> Sorry, <Brina. You> make <laughs> You make life make sense. <laughs> One dumb day at a time for me. No, like, I think there's, like, some things, like, I try, like, I'm a researcher, too, like, Alan, but, like, I try to critically think separately from what I read. And I'm really big about making sure I find arguments both for and against whatever mm. I'm looking at instead of trying to say, stay one-sided. Um, but sometimes I'll say things and Ryan will be like, oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so really, I just have a spell check in my brain and it's my husband. <laughs> <sighs> like, <laughs> we the other night he walked with me and we just walked around the house for 45 minutes. And then the next time I'm walking, and I was like, someone drove through our yard. And he was like, oh, baby. <laughs> That's where we were walking last time. I was like, no, it's not. Look, it goes. And he, and he starts walking through it. And I li- listen. <laughs> I'm not saying he was right. <laughs> That's, not what, That's not what I'm here to do. I'm just saying. <laughs> My brain always, like, skips to worst case scenario. What other parenting things? Uh, so I have one that obviously you're probably, you're not at yet, but we were done having kids and we were going to have four. I mean, technically we did have four, but we only have two at home. But I, sometimes I sit there and think like, why, why did I want four? I mean, I love kids. Oh my gosh. My two are like seven sometimes. I just cannot function. It is so funny because we were just talking, like Ryan and I were just talking about this today. Because Alan's had a vasectomy. Yeah. And literally we're driving today and Ryan goes, Alan about me to have another kid. <laughs> Knowing full well is like can't, you know. <laughs> we're talking about that. He's like, how would you approach like me having a vasectomy young like that? I said, well, one, you're not young like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's old. <laughs> He'll be 28 this month. It's old. I'm 28 now. Rude. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but then I said, someone asked me today how many kids I wanted. And, you know, I had Theodore and I was 27. We want to wait till Theodore is two before we start trying again. So, realistically, I'll probably be 29 or 30. I was like, let's just do that. Like, that same pattern until I physically can't have kids anymore. So, we're looking at, like, maybe five if we get pregnant right away each time. So, but... Just think about private school for five five different people. Well, some of them, it gets cheaper with each oh. kid. And by, like, the fifth or sixth, it's free for that kid. <laughs> it's like a bulk discount. Is that, a private school. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to decide if you're already messing with me. No. <laughs> no. I think at the one that he graduated from, I think it's, like, five or six kids. That kid is free. And each kid is discounted. Like, you have two kids enrolled, it's less than one kid. Like, what, like, this question wow. per kid is less than one kid and three. Like, it's a bulk That's... discount on kids. 
We get a group rate no matter where you go when you have that many kids. Love it. Oh, we would. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like, I... Like, but also think about like, commune, you had one child. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> but it's like, that's like five weddings. Like, I went to get my teaching license. <laughs> you might as well. Or I might as well. <laughs> I can't comprehend anything. Oh. Yeah, no, that kind of ties in because I was never having children as recently as three years yeah, ago. That's true. Never wanted kids. I had never in my life, not even as a little girl, not as a teenager, not in my first marriage, not even when I initially first started dating Ryan. I had not changed my mind on it. But tell them why you changed their mind, your mind. I, I was re- it was still really early into dating on Ryan, and it was like, it hit me one day. I didn't want kids. I wanted Ryan's kids. <laughs> I wanted, he was the person that I could see this family with, and that's what I wanted. I am so glad I did, because not only is Theodore the cutest little thing, it's just like he is such an amazing partner and an amazing father that it's like, I am so glad I waited. Chris is getting stuck with Alan. (laughs) This is payback for you saying that I, what did I say? I can't even remember. I told you I was never going to admit to it, even though it was audio recorded. Alan, I know you're going to listen to this like six times. (laughs) All insults from here on out. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. He was literally like ready to play the clip, but I was like, you don't need to play it. I'm just telling you right now. You don't need to play it. <laughs> Did you listen to the next part? He's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, then you don't need to play it. What clip? Yes, <laughs> exactly. I will gaslight you <laughs> to the ends of the earth. <sighs> do you have any more under your parenting category? I don't think so. I have one. I was going to exclusively pump. Oh, yeah. Um, I did not get any help in the hospital, which, you know, is what it is. Same. Pump, like, learn, well, but, like, they knew I went to pump. My doctor ended up going on vacation. She literally went to the nurses and told them they needed to send someone. And they kept telling me there was no one on staff who could help me. Wait, okay, whatever. My milk didn't come in yet. My milk didn't come in for, like, over a week. So I was, like, I was supplementing with formula already. I did pump some colostrum for him. But, uh, by the time my milk came in... We just, like, got on this pattern of formula feeding, and I was going to have to pump while he was eating, so that'd be less time I spent feeding him, and I just made the decision not to, and I was really, really happy, so I never wanted to breastfeed, and I was like, maybe when he, the second he's born, I'll change my mind, and they said, do you want to breastfeed? I said, no, didn't change my mind, did not want to breastfeed. This will probably come as a shock to you. He was, like, eight, eight and a half months old, and that was when I regretted not breastfeeding, at that moment, I was like, I wish I would have tried. Oh, I guess I do. I can add to that, actually. Because I was totally... I had all the stuff to breastfeed Jack. Like, I planned it. I actually did, technically, for a few days. It hurt so bad that I couldn't do it. So I started to pump. And I... Honestly, the, the task of pumping is it's like... It's a full-time job. And so I would... I would try... I'd pump, like, every time he'd eat... And, like, I'd have to supplement formula because I wasn't pumping enough for him to eat. Like, he was eating more formula than I could pump milk. And I couldn't keep up. And I I did it for about a month. And I had amazing support from Alan to, he's like, it's totally fine. We can afford the formula. Like, it's, I understand. It was like, he could tell. It was like a mental load on me. Yeah. And so he helped me make that decision. And with Charlotte, I was totally prepared to try again. I had better support and stuff like that because a lot of my friends, we all, every time I had kids, I, all my friends would have kids at the same time. So 
um, with Charlotte, I had more people who had, like, more tips and stuff. I had so, so much severe pain in my back after I had her. I couldn't sit up for longer than, like, 30 seconds without, like, crying, being in pain. And so I couldn't, I couldn't sit up to feed her, and I was very upset by that. Because <laughs> I was, I did so much more research, and I had so much more plans for it, and... <coughs> And Alan was going to be traveling, and I was, like, thinking about how I'd have to do it all by myself, and I wouldn't have any support even if I did it. And so in the hospital, that pain really made the decision. And so I think that was a really good decision. I did have regret with Jack that I didn't try harder. And it, it hit me so hard whenever I decided to stop pumping because I had all my friends that were doing it, and I was like, why couldn't I do this? Like, why didn't I try harder? But even trying harder, I don't... I don't think I. Could I would like say regret, and I use it really lightly because I don't have any negative feelings. Like I, I didn't beat myself up about not being able to pump, not having the support, having to try to figure it out myself. Because I tried like a few times at the house, but I was so pro fed baby. Mm-hmm. So like I wasn't. We had formula at the house because I just it's so common to have to supplement. So like I wanted to be prepared, yeah. and so we were already so pro formula that like. I didn't have any issues right. with, like, doing it. So I didn't have, like, guilt or, like, like, I just had, like, a little bit of regret because, like, as he's getting bigger, like, Theodore is so independent mm-hmm. that, like, I almost wish there was, like, some, but, like, breastfed babies eat less and eat more often. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's more times waking in the night. And if there's one thing of value, it's sleep. So. Yeah. I, like, I, there's so many positives to the way we chose to go, and, like, at the end of the day, fed is best. Yeah. I was never, like, anti-formula. Like, they sent us home with, like, so much, and we had already had some, and I don't know. It was just, I didn't have a lot of support, like, I mental think, support and stuff like that. I think that. mentally you're told, like, it's your job to breastfeed, yeah. and, like, I grew up not in that environment. <laughs> Well, it's like when everyone else is able to do it, and I kind of felt like a failure. Like, how could I not do this? And, like, honestly, like, I didn't try harder. It's, like, in my mind. I was like, you could have tried harder. I don't have any, like, I feel fine about it now. Obviously, my my kid was just fine. But in that moment, it's hard. Cassie was, like, really the closest, like, I had. And she breastfed both kids. She supplemented with formula, but... Yeah, like, so, but it was never something I, like, longed to do, and, like, even when he was born, so I know, like, even the regret I had, like, a few months ago was just because, like, I feel him, like, growing up, and it's, like, so, so sad that I wish I just had some reason to make him need me, and that's probably not the healthiest, so, um, yeah, but exclusive pumping was, like, my big thing, well, one in kids in general was my big thing, exclusive pumping was another, um, so just, like, some things... I haven't changed my mind on, have not, so my decision still stays the same. I don't post Theodore's face on mm-hmm. social media. I actually don't post him a ton in general, but I don't post his face on social media. Um, and that was, like, just something we made known right away and that kind of stuff. And you are... Yeah, I have posted my kids from day one. Like, literally, I would do updates every single month, all like, all the time. And... <sighs> I never really saw it as, like, you know, I I thought about it as, like, that's how a lot of people, like, in our family and our friends see them. Like, you want to keep them updated, all that stuff. And that has been 
my decision to start taking them off of social media is more geared toward people's relationships with my kids. There are so many people that have a relationship with my kids through social media. They see what they see what I post, they see their faces, they see what they're doing, and that's like enough for them. Like they feel like they have a relationship with my kid. My kid has no idea who you are whenever yeah. you do that. And it's so sad to, you know, that 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 that's enough for some people. And I don't know if it's like a I don't really know how to describe how I feel about that to make that decision. I don't know if I... People deserve a place in their life. Yeah. And that's how they gain access to them, not via yeah. social media. Like, I don't know how many people... Like, even posting them a lot, so many people would be like, hey, send me some pictures of them. And I would be like, see them, take your own pictures, and that's who... That's... Yeah. I, like, I don't know what you're using these pictures for. Like, showing people, I'm guessing. But I'm like, if you're with them enough, you'll take pictures, and, like, that's what you should use. Like, I just don't yeah. get that. Um, but... Another thing with that, it, and it kind of goes within the same thing. I used to be the one to make sure that everybody had a relationship with my kid. Mm-hmm. And I would put in all the work. I would, like, schedule everything. I would... It was so taxing to make sure... Because that, that responsibility should not be on one person. Like It's not. It's on them. Like, you're if you're not going to keep the kids from them, it's on them. And that's, like, that's another thing that I'm so passionate about is, like... You're not gonna half-ass show up into my kid's life. Like, if you're not gonna be there except when it's convenient for you, let me make it really convenient for you and you're not welcome here. Yeah. I just, like, uh... Like, something that's, like, really shocked me is, like, Ryan's dad is gonna be here for his birthday. And, like, Ryan's dad has, like, shocked me in such a positive way. Not, like, this is a diss track on Ryan's dad, but... He has been so present, like, physically present in Theodore's life, like, far beyond going my expectations, which is not, like, a historic sentiment for him. Yeah. My big thing was, like, whenever we would go to, like, even family events or or whatever, and people would expect my kids to know who they are. Like, they would put so much pressure even on my kids. And I'm like, they don't know who you are because you don't come around. And that's not... But... Yeah. Uh, That's, like, a big heated thing for me right now because, like, we're literally going through it right now. And I get so sad, honestly. Or I I did. I I get less sad now because I've worked through it. But it was so sad to think, like, my kid. (laughs) I'm biased, obviously. My kids are amazing. They're they're in this time where they're learning all these new things, and it's so special to see. And, of course, I have a front-row seat to it, so it's, like, even bigger for me. But for people to not have any interest in it whatsoever... Was sad for me. Obviously, think, I've worked through that, no, and I'm like, I think, I think it's just like it's sad, like, cause like that's how I feel about my my and Milo's dad. Mm-hmm. Now Maya's dad is more present, but it's just like if you're someone who has a relationship with a child, you know how wonderful mm-hmm. it is, and the fact that there are people just willing to pass on it, like it's yeah. just mind blowing to you. Like, how could you not be here for yeah. this? But I've had to learn that it's not my responsibility to feel that way for someone else it's not my responsibility to make you want to care exactly if you don't you don't and i'll like i was caught up on that so hard by the amount of people and like specific people that were doing that that i was totally missing all these people that do feel that way and that are involved in our lives i literally have an aunt in colorado who calls at least four times a week I'm surprised she's <laughs> <right now>. yeah. <laughs> especially when i'm with you <laughs> 
And they know her, and they literally say, when can we go see her all the time? Yeah. She came out here for Charlotte's birthday. Yeah, she literally flew here for, just for her birthday party. Yeah. And so, it's just, I'm focusing more on that, and I'm so much happier now. (laughs) So. So, not a ton of parenting changes there. What about marriage? Like, are there, have there been big things in your marriage or, like, about, like, your marriage that you've changed your mind on or small things even? I don't know about changed our mind on. There's been a lot of things that I've changed for sure because we, we literally, it's, it's wild to think about we got married when we were teenagers. And so, well, yeah, well, I was a teen. I was 19 and he was 20. But like we've said before, that should be a crime. <laughs> Because out of all of our friends that we had then, whether they were married or just in a relationship, we're the only ones that are still together. Yeah. And I like to think that we're the exception. I don't think we're necessarily special. I don't know. I think you guys are special. I I mean, I feel like we're special. The way you dedicated yourselves to your marriage is special. But thinking back on our relationship before, it was was literally like a teenager's relationship. Being married, even. It was... Like, we we would scream at each other when we were mad. We had no healthy, like, marriage skills to get through. And I'm surprised, honestly, that we got through a lot of what we did because it was so unhealthy for a long time. But we've, we've had people comment lately, people we haven't even seen for a long time, but they would say how different we are. Yeah. We would openly have, like, arguments or whatever in front of anybody we were around. Like, we would actively be, like... Bickering. Yeah. And that's something we've changed a lot on. Obviously, like, we still, we're, we're married, so we still have some fights. Not fights, but, like, arguments and disagreements. But we will not do them in front of people now. Like, yeah. we wait. We we stick by each other in the moment, no matter if we feel, like, disagreed, like, on something. We stick with each other, especially that's when it comes to the kids. Our big rule, too, is we're always on the same side. In we will talk about it later. Yep. Because it's literally no one's business. And that was a lot... To have to do with, like, what I mentioned earlier, like, my mental health stuff. We had outside influences affecting our marriage in a major way. And it it caught to a point where it was like, are we going to make it through this? Yeah. And we teamed up and we made it through. And we're so much better because of it. And I'd hate to think, like, or I just, I don't like that we had to go through that to feel like it was so hard for our marriage but so good for it. And yeah. I'm like, I wish we didn't have to go through that situation, but I'm glad we did because we came out way better on the other side. We did With lose... healthier coping mechanism. We lost some people through that, but I just think sometimes that's just what happens because... I think, like, what growth. a lot of people should understand is, like, sometimes the people you surrounded yourself with, even if it's, like, just, like, one person's friend, like the wife's friend or the husband's friend is not healthy for your marriage. Like we were just discussing a little bit earlier. I don't want my husband hanging out with guys who are cheating on their wives left and right. Right. Or sleeping with married people. I want the people that surround my husband to respect marriage. Yep. Because you kind of are the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, for sure. And so like that, like you have to be aware of like what is in your life and what's number one. Yeah, that's another, like you literally said that makes me think like, the friendships I used to have used to be us sitting on a couch and talking trash on people. Like, I can't even imagine what was going through my mind. Like, how could I even do that? I would do that, like, every time. 
we're too busy to do that. Tech, yeah, that's true. Tech just, we're like, we probably are like 5% gossip. Not even like necessarily yeah. trash talk, which they have like, said, like tons of studies have shown that like gossip is good for your mental yeah. health. But it's not like actively just hating on people. Like no, we, we absolutely do not. We talk about what's going on in people's lives, <laughs> but a lot of it's like well wishes. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't want any enemies, honestly. Like I, you're not coming <laughs> off my list. I really just, I don't like that negative energy. I don't, I don't want to sit there and actively hate somebody. And I have people right now that actively hate me. They talk about me and it's just sad to not be able to have a conversation about it. And they just, I don't want anybody to sit there and think those thoughts. So they're just a fan. (laughs) We're going to be at the Lulu about it. They're just a fan. Yeah. That's big fan energy, and... I'm just... If you're sitting there thinking about somebody like that all the time, you need to move on. You need to be happy in your life. You need to surround yourself, like we said, with people who are good for you, the energy Or tell me and just sit there and leave me. Like, just just sit over there. You're fine. Yeah. Like, that's like... I I think that's something... And that's like... Because you're 25 now, right? Yeah. So that's something I was probably about your age when I, like, realized and when it hit me. You have, like... What people say about you, what they think about you, what they do, that's not your business. Yeah. It's like the it's back really of your not. hair. No, not my business. The, the tan on my back, not my business. <laughs> what you think about me, what you talk about, when you talk about me, not yeah. my business. It's really not. It's like, it's like, it's another thing, like, that I really learned is, like, it's, if you believe the story, it's not my job to set it straight. Yeah, that's just, it's just another thing that social media has just taken and made so, so many things worse, honestly. I, I recently just went through like a, I might delete all my social media, but of course then we're like, let's launch a podcast. So I didn't think that'd be the best thing. So I literally, basis has been such a mental taxing for me. So I literally just went through and deleted all the people or things that like would consume. Do it. (laughs) I'll tell you in a second. I literally just went through and deleted people and things that just were consuming me. I feel like I would need to check on and see what they were doing and like wondering if they were talking trash about me. And so I went through and deleted. I, the the ones that I didn't feel ready to delete because it would be crazy, I either muted or, oh, what word is it for Facebook? Unfollowed. Unfollow, yeah, or restricted. So I can't see their stuff. They can't see mine, but they'll think you're still friends. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I understand the like mute and unfollow has been like so great because that person doesn't know. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in hating. (laughs) See, you say that people don't know. I know when some people have muted me because you don't see their posts as often. Yes, there's that, but also whenever they post consistently, but they, you can see when people see your stuff, like, especially on, like, Snapchat or Facebook stories and stuff like that, you can see when they see your stuff, but if they're actively posting and I they're not seeing your stuff, never known to think you know like that, that you've been muted. But also, I, I've recently had, this is how I know I've been muted, because I'll post things, I would post things about the kids, I'd post, you know... And I'd have this person who would comment on literally all my friends' stuff, like all their stuff, not a single thing on mine, in almost two years. 
And so that person is now restricted and unfollowed because if you don't want to see my stuff, I will make it to where you cannot see my stuff. That's that's such that's so weird. That's like such weird energy. But like obviously like prior to like us starting this, like we had no reason to like or I had no reason to be like super open on social media. So like I probably have like a I probably have like hundred and seven friends on Facebook and I know ninety nine percent of them like daily. Um, that's good though. Like I have so many people on there. I just went to school with, or I was going through like, who is, who are these people? I like, I unfriend people so fast. Like it takes me like a year. You're not going to come into my phone and stress me out. That's (laughs) one thing. Let's get one thing straight. You don't pay my phone bill. You're not going to come into my phone and stress me out. I block people on my phone. I block people on social media. I unfriend. I, and like all of my stuff was private. So if you weren't my friends, you couldn't Mm -hmm. see it. So I would I would not accept friend requests, all the stuff. You're not gonna come into my my little environment and stress me out. That's one thing. Yeah. So it takes me like a year to answer like friend requests because I have to really think. I about delete it. them. Like I'm like I don't. If <laughs> I it's know, not a yes, it's a no. They're literally always there, and I'm like, it takes me like a year to decide. Like, do I want you to see everything about my life or no? Because I was for the past like three years, I've been sharing everything about my life because I was part of something that. That that's what you would do. And I took a break from that. And it felt amazing mm-hmm. to not have everybody up in my business. I like post one story a day on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, I did it! I literally am so proud of you every time. And so, yeah. Um, so, I obviously having gone through a divorce and like I'm on my second marriage, have a ton of opinions I changed my marriage on. Oh, so, yeah. speaking about like how you talk to each other, I used to think that I could not complain about my husband at all to other people. And I mean, Dallas, she's like, you complain that he does this and this. And it's like little things, you know, like, but, and I'm not like talking like major, constantly. I'm like not talking major, uh, your muscle cramp. Yes. Look at that. It's like, I think oh, I have the muscle it's like cramp. a well done steak right there. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Um, but you couldn't complain about anything. So like, couldn't complain when they were in a bad mood. Couldn't complain when they were annoying. You couldn't complain when they left their socks on the floor. Because that would show a crack in my marriage. Mm. Well, now, like, obviously, having gone through that, and, like, when you divorce someone that you've never once said a bad thing about, everyone around you is like, what the hell happened? Right? Like, what could have possibly... They think the worst at that point. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, I have definitely taken a healthier approach, and I <laughs> whine about Ryan left and right. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite people to complain about Ryan to is his, his own mother. <laughs> Who's always on your side. Who's gonna be on my side. Um, so like, like things like, ah, he's working too much. It's so annoying. Or like, he won't tell me either. Could you talk to him? Or I'll literally like be talking like your son. <laughs> but it's not like, yeah. And he actually cusses me out. That's right. Well, he doesn't do that. But like, it's not like I'm talking about any major problems we have. Yeah. But it's, like, such, it makes it so much healthier, and I find myself just overall less annoyed with him, because it's, like, my little... It's, like, venting. I don't do it to everyone. Like, my close friends, you, Danielle, Cassie, and Jill. (laughs) I love that for you. (laughs) Don't you like how on the list of people to complain about my husband, too, is his very own mother? (laughs) Hey, Um, she raised him. She'll know all these things. She's probably like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Thought thought I beat that out of him. That's a joke. (laughs) Another thing is, like, I used to think that, like, doing things apart was fine. Like, just, and I don't mean, like, some things occasionally. Like, if we were both off and you wanted to do this and I wanted to do this, but, like, every single time. 
Like, every oh, single day. Like, I was, like, about to disagree. I'm like, no, you got to be apart sometimes. So, like... you got to have your own things. Josh and I did everything apart. Yeah, that was... And so, like, I used to think that was totally fine and totally normal. And now I realize, like, you should be spending more time with your partner like than you away from them. Like, you should want to. Yeah you, yeah, you should want to. It should just be something you... Alan. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> quit golfing. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, so that was, like, a big thing. And then this next sentence, like, literally makes me want to vomit thinking about. I was one of those people that was, like, my husband is not my best friend. He's my husband. What are you talking That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Your husband, I'm so certain for you, should be your best friend. I was so sad for you to hear that. Yeah. Ryan is my best friend. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Samson. I love you so much, and I would probably trade Ryan for you. Um, sweet boy. Best doggy ever. But, yes, that was, like, the big thing for me is, like, when I realized Ryan was my best friend, my world crashed down, like, a little bit. Like, my reality was shattered. Marriage is work. Don't get me wrong. But it shouldn't be a chore. It should be work you want to do. Yeah. I have to add on to the best friend thing. It's not about marriage, though, so I hope it's okay. So <laughs> No, we stay on track on this podcast. <laughs> besides your husband being your best friend, so obviously that's, like, a whole different level. I used to always have, like, one singular best friend, and then everyone else was just kind of, like, friends, close friends. I have since changed having either they're all best friends or they're, like, there's no, like, specific best friend. I mean, you kind of know if you are the one, but there's no labels here. Because of how, honestly, I feel it's kind of... Isolating? It's isolating, but, like, it's... I want to say toxic, but that sounds a little too far for what I'm trying to say. Because whenever you label one person as your best friend, can you think about how all your other friends feel? No. (laughs) I felt that way in, like, middle school. But I think that's just... It is, like... You can't be an adult feeling that way about friendships because that's not real world. Like, things ebb and flow. Like, you and I have been, there have been times where we've not spoken for weeks. There have been times where, like, you've been spending time with all your other friends and I've been spending time with mine. And it's not, like, two weeks. We're like, did you hate me for the last two weeks? Cassie and I are the exception to this rule because Cassie and I are like, do you not love me anymore? Because you didn't answer my 17 TikToks I just sent you. But... <laughs> Well, that's actually a great reference for this, but I understand, like, there's probably, like, feelings there that, like, I'm not saying your feelings are valid. I'm saying I am incapable of understanding that because I feel, I think differently about it, um, and I probably joke too much, so if I, whoever is listening, if I hurt your feelings, I'm so sorry, but, um, it's just, that's not real world. Real world is ebbs and flows, and, like, especially as people with families, like, your, your number one priority is not me. It's your family, and yeah. it should be. And then, but, like, we are really lucky in that aspect because our families vie well together. Mm-hmm. Like, you and I can hang out with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, so Cassie is my best friend. We've been <laughs> friends the longest. So, real quick, though. <laughs> The reason I, this, what this stemmed from, the last best friend I had, she literally told me. I thought me, this is where you were going with it at one point, and that took like a turn to the left. I wasn't You might have to like start that part over. So 
she literally told me I wasn't allowed to have other friends, like best friends or like she didn't, she was, I don't know if it was like an insecurity. She was worried that stuff like that would happen. Like I would hang out with somebody more. She made it very clear. She literally said that. And so. Well, your other friends have told me about that. Like, Cora and Faith have, like, mentioned when they became friends with you, how she reacted. Yeah. She isolated me from my other friends. Yeah. And then in the end, she would hang out with... She would literally cancel plans with me last minute to to hang hang out out with with other people. people. Yeah. But that's, like, that's not... I'm so for that idea of don't ever limit yourself to just one best friend. Because, like, I have you and... You have been, like, my friend through, like, motherhood. Mm -hmm. And you have such this great, like, place in my life. And Cassie is my oldest friend in my, like, really close circle still. And her and I have been through everything together. And she, you know, like, I'm, like, like, I'm Aunt Ashley, like, to her kids. And she's Aunt Cassie. And they call each other cousins. And I love them. I was in the room when they were born, both of them. And... We probably would do that shit to each other, like, as a joke, like, are you, sp- or, wait, we, like, literally, so we don't, like, we lived two hours apart. At one point, she lived in North Carolina, and, like, we would be, like, you go and talk to me in two weeks, are you mad at me? No, in North Carolina, we went, like, six, when she was in North Carolina, we were, like, six months, genuinely thinking the other was mad at each other and not speaking. But, like, we do that kind of shit all the time, and we just kind of got to this place of, like, genuine understanding. Danielle is someone who came into my life when I was, like, after I had left my first husband and before I got with Ryan and we were at the same place in life like we were single we were living on our own we didn't have any children we really needed someone in the same place in life as us and that's where we were at and so that's the purpose she served and her and I have a ton of things in common and we spend way less time together now that I had a kid and unless we're constantly canceling plans she never thinks I'm mad at her because I'm living this different life and like, Maisie, Maisie and I have been friends since we were 17, 18, mm-hmm. and she lives two and a half hours away. She is my son's godmother, her and her husband are his godparents, and we, I mean, like, I can tell you the extent of our Snapchats is sending pictures of either the baby or dogs, and, like, <laughs> literally responses are angel, baby, aw. Like, I could probably, like, outs- I'm the worst responder to Snapchats, outs- Oh, yeah, don't, don't respond. I don't respond to anyone's Snapchat either. Outside of, like, probably those five words, we've maybe said three additional words in the last 30 days to each other. But as an adult, friendships have different places, and they ebb and they flow. Yeah. So if you are, like, worried that, like, someone's not your, like, like you, you value the friendship more than them, all you have to do is talk to them. Yeah, for sure. Communication. Because, like, they're going to be really honest with you and be like, well, like, this just isn't my place in life right now. And so I, like, like if Danielle were to say, we're not hanging out every day like we used to, are you upset with me? I would have to be like, I'm a mom and I can't do the same things we would and I'm exhausted and it has nothing to do with how much I care about her. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, sometimes I need to be with you so your kids can yell at you while my kid yells at me and like we're in the same level of understanding. Yeah. And sometimes like... It's hard because I remember being the friend who didn't have any kids. And it's hard for that friend to understand what it's like because it was harder for me. And so sometimes when your kids are being awful or you're like so stressed out, 
being with that friend who's like, why is your kid screaming? Yeah. Is like really hard. Not that like she would judge me in any way, but sometimes that's not what I need. And so I think that's something important to remember as adults go on is like, there are different levels. Like there aren't different levels in terms of love, but there are different levels in terms of what like you need. And sometimes I can't be the friend you need, so I'm not going to take up your energy knowing right. I'm not going to be a good friend to you that day. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love that we, like, literally got a live reaction to, like, one of the major things we see differently. It's funny because I have some friendship things, too. Um, oh, it's really funny. It's not a competition. Meet mm-hmm. people where they meet you. So kind of in return to that, I had a friend who I was really close with and who kind of did that. Never had time for me, but was always with someone else. Always tagging someone else. Always doing this. Never had time for me. Never was answering my texts. Never. Which I understand. Like, you can't text someone back. But, like, it would literally, she just would never respond. And she wasn't making time for me. Always was too busy. But then you're out with this person. You're out with that person. You're out with this person. So at first I was really hurt. But then I met her where she met me, and our friendship changed. Mm-hmm. And because I left it at this, I'm going to meet you where you meet. I'm not in competition with your other friends because you're allowed to have relationships outside of this. I'm going to meet you where you meet me. If things change and we develop a strong friendship, there's no bad blood because I met her where she met me. I right. didn't want to be a competition. It doesn't need to be a bad thing that you're no longer the person someone spends all their time with because that might not be, like, that might be the thing that saves your friendship long-term. Right. But I also think that could go for any type of relationship, but it's also, like, if you don't want a relationship with somebody, do not have one. Yeah. Like, just don't have one. Like, I think, like, if you, if you don't want to be friends with someone anymore, I think, like, the, if you're in a, like if you're like dating, I'm kind of pro ghosting, so I shouldn't say that. Like unless you're like in a committed relationship, you've been dating for like a while, you know. But especially if you're a friend with someone, you owe them the decency of saying this relationship no longer serves me. I'm not mm-hmm. taking a step back from this relationship. I'm ending this relationship. Right. But I think also vice versa. If you think all you need is a step back, it wouldn't hurt to communicate that. Yeah. Because I think a lot of problems could have been solved with me and that friend this way if she just said. You're not who I need right now. Yeah. And I know that kind of seems very selfish of like you're just thinking about you and what you need. But friendships are two-way streets. Yeah. You can't pour from a cup that's empty. And like as far as this friendship's concerned, that cup is empty. Right. And, and people can evolve differently. Like you can go two completely different ways. Oh, 100%. But trying to hold on to something that no longer serves either of you is oh, more yeah. harmful. And that's usually, that's what it is. It's like, it's not serving either of you, but one person is still holding on to it. Mm-hmm. That's really funny that I had that on there. Um, my other big, like, relationship, whether it's friendship or not, is don't you don't have to confront everything. And I've kind of started taking the stance of, is it an issue or am I annoyed by it? So, like, I've got... I can't even think of something Ryan does anymore because I've really, like, learned to let this go. Okay, so, um, leaving cups in the sink versus loading them in the dishwasher. Hey, can you load the dishwasher? Yep, sure. Problem solved, right? Yeah. So, was it an issue that I should have confronted and argued or was I just annoyed by it? 
It's like, so I've started to take that approach to a lot of things because I get annoyed really easily and I used to make everything an issue. And when I started taking this approach of, is this an issue? Like, is this actually a problem that needs solved? Or am I just annoyed by it? And as soon as I started doing that, my life just got so much calmer. My marriage got calmer. My friendships got calmer. My whatever got calmer. And it's just like, kind of like that nitpicking that we tend to do. When I walked away from that, like the decision to not confront everything, because I used to be a bring it head on, confront everything, discuss everything, talk about it, deal with it. I'm dying right now. The second I walked away, of course it's Alan. The second I walked away from that and started putting that blame on me, of like, no, I'm actually, it's actually me. I'm annoyed by it. My life was so much more peaceful. Do you have any other relationship topics you've changed your mind on? I don't think so. Not that I can think of. I think that's it. I guess I could talk about how we were traveling and then we stopped traveling. I mean, it's not like too big of a thing, but when we decided to start traveling, it literally was, we were talking to some friends who were with this company and they were traveling and they worked like three weeks on, they'd come home for a week or have a week off or whatever. And they, we had they talked to us about it once, and it was, like, months later, we were, like, at a party, and they were talking to us, <laughs> we were, like, drunk, and we were talking about it, like, oh, we could do that. My husband goes and applies, does the physical, and we leave 10 days later. We have to pack up our house. That's so fast. And Jack was only, like, 10 or 11 months, I think it was, like, 10 months old. So it's like doing that with Theodore. Yeah. Hell no. And so we trade in our cars, or I had a car. I had a car, and he had a truck. We trade him in for a, a nicer truck. We had one vehicle now, because he had to have, like, a box and tools and all this stuff, and we go to Ohio for three weeks. Worst three weeks of my life. It's Ohio? Actually, that was the best part. Ohio was so peaceful, so nice. It was so beautiful where we were. Jack started having night terrors, and I'm guessing it's because of the big change all of a sudden. For three weeks, he woke up screaming at least three times a night. That's terrifying. Top of his lungs. Terrifying. Um, And it was also really lonely. But something actually amazing happened there that we'll talk about in a whole other episode. But I literally, like, while we're there, (laughs) I think now, looking back at it, I can recognize it as, like, a mental health crisis. I literally cut off all my hair, like, above my shoulders. Anytime I dyed my hair a weird color, cut it all off, I was mentally unwell. I'm just like, maybe I wasn't well. But we, and then, so after that, it was like Thanksgiving, we come home for a few months. They didn't have much work for us to do. So he was just working in like the local shop and we were living at my in-law's house. Is that still where he's at now? It's like, this the same company? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we go through the holidays and then we find a camper, like a small camper. It was actually super cute. And uh, they send us back on the road. And that's when we lived in Texas in a camper for like seven months, right during COVID. Oh. So that was awful, except for the fact that the person next to us also worked with my husband and his wife and their child. He, he was, he's like 13 months older than Jack. And so they were still, they were like pretty Aww. close in age because Jack was a year old by then. And uh, so we were literally parked right next to them. And that made the whole experience way better. She was like she's one of my really great friends now. Um so we so we live in Texas during COVID and I swear Texas in like 
March, April's like monsoon season. I swear it rained for two months straight. Living in a camper, a tiny little camper. Anyway, so we kind of travel on and off because it wasn't very consistent. And that made it really hard. We ended up getting pregnant. And uh, we ended up losing that pregnancy. And that was really hard to get through. Especially feeling really alone in the camper, traveling. And our friends were going off the road. And so that was a really hard transition for me. We ended up getting pregnant again right after that. And uh, we didn't tell anybody until, I mean, we told a couple people. We didn't tell anybody until like halfway. And I got super big pregnant. And the idea of living in a camper with like a toddler and a newborn, like pregnancy, like postpartum, felt insane to me. And so I was like, I can't do this anymore. I got to get off the road. And so that transition was kind of different. I I lived with my sister-in-law or was sister-in-law at the time. And, um, I lived there for a few months and then we ended up renting a house with our friends, Cora and Franklin, which was, seems insane. It seems like one of the best, like when you talk about it, it seems like one of the best times of your life. It was, it was honestly the best year. Having Cora's help and support for that year while Alan was still traveling and we had the baby, I think it was a really good decision at the time. And so, of course, my husband's still traveling during all this, and we we had gotten a bigger camper. We ended up trying to sell it. It didn't sell for a long time. It just sat on the lot trying to sell. And so we're like, well, maybe that's a sign. So he pulls it off the lot, and he we were going to go with him, but I got COVID, and <laughs> that was the worst experience ever. We ended up driving out there with him, though, in the heat of the summer in, in Oklahoma, and the air conditioner wouldn't work very well. So we're just dying. And I was like, this is for sure a sign that we should not be doing this. And so we ended up selling the camper, <coughs> selling the truck, buying a house here. And so we thought about selling our house all over again. and, and Moving closer to me. <laughs> no, and buying bigger camper and going back out on the road. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then that just felt, that was totally wrong. There's no way. I vetoed that idea. Yeah. I know I have no a lot vote. of people did. Let me tell you, it was a very hot topic for us. I was joking about it, and it it became this like huge thing for a lot of people. And so that's just another thing that when you see stuff on social media, you don't see the whole picture. Oh, I can imagine. Like you don't know anything whenever you see that. If you told me that I would have to live in a camper with two children, absolutely not. Honestly, it wasn't awful. Obviously, we. With only one child. It was not... Jack had the time of his life. He I has, bet with one kid it's great, but, like, with that... Like, you're right, with a child... It sounds so anymore. loud. <laughs> I bet, like, it seems so loud thinking about being in that, like, tiny camper because my house is so loud, so... Yeah. I don't know. But then I have to sit there and think of all the experiences we might have missed out on not traveling. But I think that's But they like also never sent us ha- anywhere cool. <laughs> everything you do has a cost, and you just decide, like, which one you'd rather pay. Yeah. I'm glad we stayed, though. I'm glad you stayed because I met you after you quit traveling. Yeah. Please, if you're listening and you are on the Instagram, like rate and put this in the reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Tell us some of the things you changed your mind on. Tell us some of the reasons you have and you have it. And we'd like love to at one point go over all of those too. Yeah. And if you share it on your social media, tag us in it. Oh, absolutely. We'd love to hear and see all of your posts. We are on Instagram at Selfmisguided Podcast. Um, that's really all we have going right now. We have a TikTok. We haven't <laughs> like really started doing too much with it. But again, we read our reviews on Apple Podcast and Spotify. 
in Amazon podcast and probably wherever you're listening to, we're reading the reviews on them. So rate us. That helps push us up the charts. So, or like push us out to where more people find us and review with your comments. Um, but yeah, these are a lot of the things like you change your mind on because at the end of the day, when you're self guiding yourself and you're making those mistakes, you're going to change your mind a lot. Yeah. Hey, talk to you later. (laughs)